And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump. Season 5, week 32. Thank you very much for listening. Today is Saturday morning, August 31st, 2019. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me this morning is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you live from... Southampton, New York, uh, which is the furthest that I've ever been out east in Long Island before. My hot take for this podcast is that Rafael Devers of the Boston Red Sox will win the MVP this year. That's my hot take. You heard it here first. Yeah, that's a hot take. It is a hot take. Uh, He's leading the league in um, batting average, hits, RBIs. Uh, and runs, I think, also. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's a hot take, Sam. I mean, the weatherman is also in the AL. Right, and he's having a career year. Yeah. So I think Devils will probably get votes, but I think Trout's got it. Really? Why? He's having a career year. He's... The best player in the Major League Baseball. Right, but his numbers aren't as good as Devers. Dev- tell me again, what's Devers leaving it, leading in? Hits, uh, average, and RBIs, and runs, I think. Ah. All right, well, that's a hot take. We'll see. How I'm going to look at it right now. Yeah, yeah, take, check but that out. You, you do your hot take. Yeah, right? I've got a couple of hot takes. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. Uh, happy Labor Day. We got a long weekend brought to you by your local labor union. And if you're in Urbana, come check us out Monday morning in the Labor Day Parade. It's nothing like the Brooklyn Labor Day Parade, which someday I'm going to go see. But we got a little own thing going on here in Urbana. Other hot take is a shout out to our buddy Todd on Twitter. Todd, don't block me, bro, just because I think the NFC East is trash. But it is trash. Think about it. Todd's a big Philadelphia Eagles fan, which I guess is the least terrible team in the NFC East. But the Giants, the Redskins, and the Cowboys, they all suck. I hate the NFC East. Um, thank you, everyone who's listening to us. We're on a little bit of a different schedule lately. Sam had to go and get a new job, so we're trying to work around that. So we didn't broadcast earlier this week. We kind of skipped a week, but thank you, everybody, who still listened to us. Shout out to Platteville, Wisconsin. Somebody passed out on their couch listening to our podcast because they're the number one spot on SoundCloud this week. Also, shout out to our loyal listeners, Providence, Rhode Island, Houston, Texas, White Heath, Illinois, Comiskey, Indiana, San Antonio, Texas, Detroit, Champaign, Philadelphia, and Barcelona, Spain. And I think I'm having some internet difficulties. One minute, please. Check, check. You hear me now? Okay. Hey, I'm back. back. I'm back. I don't know what happened. You froze up too, but we're still recording. So. (laughs) (laughs) Are you monologuing? 
I think so, but I don't know if it got it. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> there might be some dead air there. Yeah. All right. We're back. <laughs> anyway, I was just thanking everybody who listened to us last week. Also, uh, check us out on all your social media platforms. You can listen to us either on SoundCloud or Apple iTunes. If you listen to us on iTunes, give us a rating and a review. Check us out on Twitter at Dump on the Up. We also have a Facebook page and Instagram. All right. So this is the A block. So let's get to some of our questions of the week. Sam, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Did you check out those stats from Devers? Yeah, so he has more hits, more RBIs, more runs, and uh, a higher batting average than Mike Trout. Ah, Uh, interesting, yeah. That's a hot take, Sam. Yeah, and he bats higher up in the lineup, too. Yeah. Um, So, he has fewer home runs, but that's like the only stat. Oh, and stolen bases. Did you check OPS? Um. That's going to be a little harder to do. All right. Well, I'm going to move on to a... You move on. You move on. Yeah. All right. Because this story, I think this story goes into our ongoing narrative about conspiracy theories in Major League Baseball. Former MLB players Octavio Octavio Dotel Castillo have been implicated in a countrywide Dominican drug ring headed by Cesar Emilio Peralta, a.k.a. Cesar the Abuser, which I don't know if that rhymes in Spanish or English. Doesn't quite rhyme. Dotel was arrested, but Castillo remains at large and posted, quote, only God knows the truth on Instagram following the announcement of the bust. The Dominican Attorney General did not specify the role the two former ball players played in the organization. So, Sam, question is, what were these guys up to, and do we need to send a true detective investigation down to the Dominican Republic to figure this shit out? Well, I'm not sure that David Ortiz is quite up to going back to the Dominican Republic right. and getting, <laughs> like, getting into the underbelly of the drug game there yet. Um, but, oh, so this is kind of interesting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because I wrote this last week when this was breaking news when we were going to podcast last Saturday. Oh, okay. So there's been changes. Since then, Luis Castillo and Octavio Dotel were cleared of money laundering charges and drug trafficking <laughs> case by the judge in the Dominican Republic. So, they, so why were they arrested in the first place? What the fuck was going on? Well, it's not quite over yet. Dotel faces weapons charges unrelated to the drug tap trafficking case. <laughs> uh, Castillo was never caught um, and assuming makes, continues to make vaguely ominous postings on Instagram. Um, so, so is the hypothesis that there is a drug smuggling ring from the Dominican Republic to the United States via Major League Baseball players? Well, i got to say that the Dominican Republic has not been very good to Major League Baseball in the past couple of months. Right. Um, I think that they were trying to say 
that this guy, Caesar the Abuser, was using these ex-Major League Baseball players to help launder his money. Uh-huh. Is it all in the DL or is it international? Were Dotel and Castillo living in the U.S. or were they living in the DL? I think they're in the DR. Okay. All right. So what's going to happen next? Well, I don't know. A judge decided that the prosecution couldn't sufficiently establish a link between the players and the drug lord, and the arrest order was removed. Okay. Um, do you think this has anything to do with the hit job on David Ortiz? I think that there's absolutely no chance that this doesn't have to do right. with the hit job on David Ortiz. <laughs> right. <laughs> This is crazy. I mean, I think that the they're both retired baseball players, and that's right. That's another. So is David Ortiz, and so is David Ortiz. I mean, do you have? It'll be a different kettle of fish if any active MLB players get linked to Dominican drug rings. Um, because I'm wondering, you know, are they struggling? Are they are they financially looking for money, or are they just bored? I think it's probably some combination of overlaying factors therein. Right. Um, I think that there's like a certain amount of glamour in that the like in that part of the world associated with cartels. Right. Um, and I think that you know some of these you know some of these guys are like Latin John Gaudis and kind of have a sort of celebrity level. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, celebrities hang out with each other. Yeah. And I think that's that's a big part of it. That's very right. interesting. Yeah. Well, I think we should uh, uh, more as this story develops. Yeah. You know, if this gets connected maybe to the Jeffrey Epstein pedophi- pedophile ring, then we got something going. I'm just like waiting for to find out that the weatherman is, like, mixed up in all of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Because like, <laughs> that guy's just, like, so vanilla, you know right. what I mean? Like, I just, <laughs> I, I just really, I'm really rooting for, like, a weird underbelly where it's like Mike Trout's not actually the most boring man in the world. He's, <laughs> like, right. He's a Dominican drug lord. He actually is also a Dominican drug lord, and he put a hit out on David Ortiz, you know? <laughs> yeah, all right, so uh, more as this develops, I think we're on to something there. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, in related news, also drug-related, let's hit uh, topic number two, because I'm oh. About uh, this. Moving on to a different set of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Major League Baseball released a memo last week warning players about the, quote, very real risk that some over-the-counter sexual male enhancement drugs <laughs> contain banned performance enhancement drugs. At least two players in violation this year blamed the failed test on the unregulated boner pills. According to multiple sources... The use of such substances is widespread among MLB players and presumably banned by the Kansas City Royals. Right. So the question is, why are baseball players so concerned with enhancement? Uh, Well, the first question is actually, what the fuck is Danny Duffy going to do now? (laughs) 
Right. That dude has to leave the Kansas City Royals. He can't watch pornography. He right. can't masturbate in the team bathrooms. And he can't buy his motor bills anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just like to think that he got that news, but he had like a belt around his neck. You know what I mean? In like some <laughs> sex dungeon somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> sexual erotic asphyxiation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, oh, fuck. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> uh, my other hot take on this one. You know this is all about Frank Thomas, the big hook, and pushing uh, his eugenics pills. I've right. talked about that before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, We talk about that a lot. Yeah. So if Mike the Weatherman Trout is running the heroin slash cocaine drug ring coming out of the Dominican Republic, Frank Thomas is the one running the underground penis pill rings right. out of Kansas City. And I guess this just goes to what the hell is Major League Baseball's priorities? Like, why do they care? What what I mean I guess it's a testosterone pill essentially right I guess that probably there are traces of like you know testosterone or yeah you know other whatever drugs that make you you know have a boner yeah and I I I'd be curious to know I I have no idea if for example the Olympics has a similar policy for their drug test. Well, we know Eli's taught us about how the Olympics they just have a hole in the wall with some Russian doctors right. are handing you pee back and forth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming that Major League Baseball players have a similar get around for this. And I guess, I mean, what's your opinion? Do you think that a player would actually use bonu pills to try to obtain a competitive advantage in the sport? No, and here's another thing I don't get. It's like, if you're a Major League Baseball player, why can't you just get Viagra? Like, there's no right. way that these guys can't just, like, get a subscription to prescription. Viagra, you know what right. I mean? Right. Well, is that allowed? I mean, do they get tested for prescription Viagra? Well, I don't think that prescription Viagra probably has, like, HGH in it or whatever. Right, so that's a good point. So what we're actually talking about is the dangers of the unregulated, non-prescription bonu pill industry run by Frank Thomas. Right. That has like ground up horse bones in it or something like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hang it a jello, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Szechuan sauce from McDonald's. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the other question is, is like, do you think now that more players who test positive for performance-enhancing drugs are going to, like, fess up to it? They're going to be like, no, no, no. I can totally get an erection on my own. <laughs> I took steroids to be better at baseball. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, what I'm waiting for is the dude who's actually like the broke-ass Major League Baseball player who can't afford the actual HGH. So he is actually right. using these to try to get the steroid enhancement. <laughs> I right. thought he hit the ball further. 
Yeah, he, like the single A ball players. Yeah. Yeah. Who are, who are just like totally jacked and have boners all the time. <laughs> just walking up to the plate with a massive erection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> you couldn't even run with that. What happens if you get a hit? Right. Yeah. And then also, like, in this new light, like, you have to wonder how many previous uh, failed drug tests are actually have to do with yeah. this unregulated, you know, male enhancement, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh. Like, is A-Rod actually a cheater or <laughs> is he just, you know, what's the word? That. Can he, uh, he just can't get it up. Yeah. Erectile. You know? di- erectile right. dis- or is he a cheater or does he just suffer from erectile dysfunction? <laughs> we may never know. We may never know. But we know. He suffers from erectile dysfunction. You can't even hurt you. <laughs> and he's a cheater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually both. In the yeah. case of A-Rod, it's, it's, it's double. Both. It's dumb. All right, good. Also, I, I really hate the Kansas City Royals. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> right, uh, moving on. Now we're going to talk about Sam's favorite right. sport, basketball. Right. We're actually we're going to break our off-season basketball rule and, and uh, briefly speak about right. basketball. Very briefly. But, All right. No, I ask you this question. No, I ask you this question. No, I ask you. This no, question. you ask me this question. Yeah, I ask you this question. He he wrote it though, so I don't know why he wants to talk about this. Because uh, well, Sam hates basketball. <laughs> I didn't. I well, but it's just you have question four. Whatever, just but, go on. Following a lead-up period to the Basketball World Cup that saw NBA stars fleeing the national team like rats from a sinking ship to the USA basketball team, the Americans lost an international game. Getting stunned 98-94 by Australia. I actually watched the highlights to that game. Patty Mills went off in that game. The loss snaps a 78-game international winning streak by Team USA, spanning back to the 2006 World Championship bronze medal game. So the question is, with the rise in international basketball star power, is this the end of U.S. basketball dominance? Uh, no, I think that that's not true. I just think that all the NBA players are, you know, not, right. it's just like, you know, not a time, it's not a very patriotic time, I feel like. Oh, that's an inter- interesting, yeah. I, I feel like, uh, you know, I also feel like there's a certain sort of complacency that comes with the continued success and dominance of Team USA, and I think that that's that's what happened before when we won the yep. bronze medal in that other one. Yeah. Um, is that that was the same situation. Like, you know, none of the good players were on that team and then we won bronze. And then after that, you know, players recommitted themselves to the Team USA. Yeah, I think it's actually kind of a fucking lose-lose situation for the players because the expectation is that the United States is going to absolutely dominate in international basketball. Right. So as long as they do that, everybody is cool and people don't really pay attention. But as soon as the players start losing, then the the uh, 
audience gets angry and is like, hey, we need to actually dominate at this. So it's either right. win and nobody pays attention or lose and everybody starts paying attention and hates you. I don't know. I, like, feel like I pay more attention to, like, international basketball tournaments than I do to the NBA. You do? Yeah. Like, I, you know, I will watch a game where the U.S. beats Lithuania, like, 160 to 45. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm into that. Lithuania is good. Lithuania is good. Yeah, Angola. Uh, They'll beat Angola. Like, like Angola is yeah, good. Guatemala. Yeah. Yeah. Where everyone is just like five four on that team. <laughs> <laughs> well, and speaking of Lithuania, I only bring up the Lithuania because that's where Arvita Sabonis was from, and because the 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 dream team, the '92 dream team, happened because the Soviet Union beat the U.S. in the in the 1988 Olympics because Arvita Sabonis was like. 21 years old and by far the best player and they were playing against just college kids so after the eight olympics the u.s got the rules changed so that and the dream team in 1992 and that's a team that you know they won by 100 points and then the other guys asked them for their autographs after the game right yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was so great that was like such a great time to be an american honestly Um, and, uh, but I am curious, you brought up, like, the is this a good time to be an American? I remember it was the 2008 Olympics, which was the team after we got the bronze medal, right? So that was the next one where LeBron James had to be on that team, and Kobe Bryant had to be on that team, and Carmelo Anthony had to be on. Like, everybody's like, okay, we have to stop fucking around now all the best players actually have to be on this team. But that was actually right after Obama got elected. Right. I remember, black president. Yeah, Basketball black president. Black and president. I remember yeah. Michelle Obama was at the game and, like, every single player came and, like, either gave her a hug or shook her hand. Like, it was a big deal. Right. So now that, you know, Trump is president, I wonder if uh, the black NBA players are like, we don't really want to represent America. That badly, probably not. But I wonder. I think it's mostly we don't want to tear our knees and pointless summer play. Yeah. Well, you know, it's got to factor in. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Why the fuck am I doing this? Right. It's not like they're not getting paid. You know. Right. Like, or if they are, it's like minimal. And then it's like we're gonna go risk our careers for you know. And then if we win, Trump is like, oh. I'm the best president because America yeah. wanted basketball again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Take that, Obama. Like, <laughs> he would too. You know, he yeah, would. He would exactly. Yeah. He would take credit for that win. Yeah. Well, and they just saw Kevin Durant get hurt, and Clay Thompson get hurt, and Kyrie Irving's been hurt. Right. I think you don't want to risk injury. I think that's the number one factor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, they're not going to win. I think, what, Spain or who's the other good team right now? Argentina? Are they good? I don't know. I don't know. I I think the U.S. is not going to win the the world championships. 
But maybe maybe they'll get it together for the next Olympics, 2020 Olympics. And then they'll help Trump get reelected. All right. <laughs> next question. All right, moving on. So this Brilliant. is the question that I'm actually going to ask to Joe. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. You ready, Joe? I'm ready. You're going to like this one. I'm excited. Uh, it's unpaid college labor. I mean, yes! football season. <laughs> unpaid child labor. Damn. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. That's right. College football starts today, which marks the end of the good part of the sports calendar. Um, it looks like we're going to have the same old, same old this season with Clemson and Alabama starting the season as the top two ranked teams in the nation. The South continues to dominate with Georgia, LSU, and Florida all also in the top ten. So the question is, how are the Ducks going to be this year, Joel? I will let you know after tonight. Uh, they, the Ducks are in the star marquee matchup of the first weekend, facing off against the number 16 Auburn Tigers at Jerry World tonight. That's the only, I believe that's the only top 25 opening weekend. There's also a rematch, of course, of the 2012, what was then called the BCS Championship. So, very exciting time to be a Ducks fan. Um, I think the Ducks are coming in uh, ranked number 11. They've got Justin Herbert, who may be the best quarterback in college football, but I honestly think they are overhyped coming in. Um, I, I would... If I had to bet money, Washington is going to be the best team in the Pac-12. Um, but, I, I mean, you know, if, <coughs> bless you. If the Ducks get okay. lucky, and if the Ducks win tonight, if the Ducks can beat Auburn tonight in Dallas, that will be huge. That will be maybe their toughest game of the season. Right. Uh, but but if, if I had to bet 50 bucks, I would bet on uh, Washington winning the Pac-12. I also don't think any team from the West Coast is going to be competitive for the national championship unless they get lucky. I think Alabama and Clemson are head and shoulders above literally everybody else in the country. And Georgia is whatever, heads above everybody else in the country. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see. The Ducks will be fun. though. I'm excited about college football being back. Yeah. So here's another question for you. Do you think that with the Southern dominance, with kind of Alabama being the perennial, um, do you think that interest nationally is going to go down? Um, I think so. For yeah. People in like Eugene or whatever, whose team can never really compete. I think so. I think uh, the the college football playoff is running into kind of a problem. Because college football, until the late 90s, early 2000s, was just a regional game, right? The West Coast, you win your conference, and then you go to your conference bowl game. You, the Pac-12 Big Ten or Pac-10 Big Ten would go to the Rose Bowl. The SEC would go to the Cotton or the Sugar Bowl. The ACC would go to the Orange Bowl, and that was it. And you had the rankings, but the goal was to win your conference. And then when they tried to nationalize it, they realized that there were these built-in inequities. The South is just 
better because they have that culture and they have the population and they love oh that's that's part of the culture yeah and they love unpaid labor Uh, and so that I, I think ESPN is kind of shooting themselves in the foot here betting all their money on trying to make college football a national thing. So we'll see what happens. I mean, they've already put so much money into it. It'll be I think it's, everyone's making plenty of money in college football except for, you except know, players. the athletes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually watched the – it was Thursday night, I believe. No, last weekend, uh, Florida beat Miami in week zero, which I think is a stupid concept. And after the game, ESPN had a documentary because this is officially, I believe, the 150th anniversary of the beginning of college football. Uh And it's a really interesting documentary because it talks a lot about all the goddamn problems with football. The unpaid players, the health and safety factors, the rampant corruption. There's corruption at every level, and there always has been. Uh, but this was also ESPN produced, so they have, of course, a huge financial interest in keeping everyone watching college football, which I will continue to do. Right. Because yeah. you love child labor. Because I love unpaid child labor. <laughs> right, <laughs> unpaid. Of, yeah, especially the I kind that you we... You're a union guy, Joel. I am. They should let them... They should... What they need to do is recognize that players are um, employees. You know, I had a job in grad school. It's a job. And they paid me. Right. The University of Chicago. I just like that it's like a multi-billion dollar industry. And they're like, no, this is, uh, you know, it's about education. (laughs) No, it's education. Yeah, education. (laughs) I got paid. Nine hour by the University of Chicago to scan ancient maps of the Middle East. They can pay their fucking football teams. Right. Yeah. They pay the coaches millions of dollars. You've seen that yeah. statistic that odds are the highest paid public employee in your state is the college football coach. Right. Yeah. Except, well, not Vermont, actually. Vermont's like one of three exceptions. Uh, UVM has been undefeated since like 1975. Thank you very much. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's the last time they had a football team. Oh, <laughs> they got another football team? They don't even have a football team, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the hockey team, right? Isn't that? Yeah, hockey's big. Yeah. Uh, downhill skiing is like, Vermont is very competitive in college skiing, you know? Oh, that's interesting. Because it's all those Norwegians who live in Vermont. Well, yeah, also there's, like, skiing there. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's it's a culture thing, you know? <laughs> right. I think Minnesota, I think the highest paid public employee in Minnesota is the hockey coach. Right. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> They're way more into hockey there. Yeah. I mean, Vermonters are into hockey, but not like they are in Minnesota. Right. That's, that's way. Because it's flatter there. There's like way oh, more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And there are more lakes that turn into ice. Right. That you can skate on. Although there are lake, lots of lakes in Vermont. Yeah, oh. and ponds and whatnot. Yeah. But it's just like there's you can go sledding. You know, like you can't right. sled in Minnesota. 
Right. Not. I mean, I. Uh, there are hills. Duluth. I've been to Duluth. We're getting off track, but I've been to Duluth. It's like one big hill. <laughs> We're like just sliding right into C block right now. <laughs> <laughs> like a hill in Vermont. It's right in the sea, All right. Uh, we didn't really talk a lot about baseball, though. Are you excited about the last two months of the season, or uh, last six weeks of the season? Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see some of these races get more competitive. I feel like the most exciting races right now are NL Central and... Yeah. Um, AL wild card is pretty yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah, the NL Central, I'm really excited yeah. about that. Oh, we're breaking up again, which probably is a sign that we got to sign off. I just wanted to talk about the NL Central. Cubs and Cards, seven of the last ten games of is Chicago Cubs versus St. Louis Cardinals, and that race is going to come down to the last two weeks. And all those teams are pretty bad, too. One of them's got to make – well, they play both well. I bet the Cubs are the NL wild card. Right. I bet the Cards win. Cubs take the first wild card, and then, like, the Nationals are the other wild card, maybe. Phillies are still in it, though. Um, P-Hounds? Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. Yeah, we'll talk more about baseball later. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. It's Saturday morning. I'm a little off schedule. I got my coffee. I'm not wearing a shirt. I can hear the Illinois band playing as Illinois gets to take on Akron, the fighting zips. And this will probably be Illinois' only win of the season. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to us. Again, check us out on Apple iTunes or Spotify, or SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast, like, rate, <coughs> review. You can also check us out on all your social media platforms. Uh, coming at you from Champagne. thanks very much for listening to Dump on the Ump. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next time. Love is so bad, but shit, you like Unlocked down like a The loving all right, she gets something long left for me. Summertime.